0: Pipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound.
1: The Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reeds, played by some of the top bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District, and of course the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here. At the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. Hi Argus. Yep, yeah, another week has rolled around, and it's time for another episode. Listening to me slabbering all about bagpiping. But yeah, where else would you be? <laughs> Love this. I believe it or not. I'm all sorts of stupidly excited for this week's episode. It's going to be a corker. So, yeah, I'm sure you've already guessed the topic of the week, given the title of this week's episode. But we'll get into that, all right? But that's later in the show. First of all, let's get through the domestics like we normally do here on The Big Rab Show. We go through all the domestics, first of all, before we get into all the news. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I have to give a shout-out to our patrons, by the way. Those guys who have clicked support on our Patreon page. Because at the minute, you guys... Have your hands on tons of extra stuff. Now, I mentioned this last week, but there's been a little bit of a flurry of activity over there on our Patreon page. It's been very active. There's been lots of extra stuff put up on there that hasn't actually reached our Fuse FM, uh, Balla Money show. It hasn't reached our podcast for that matter, it hasn't even reached here. Um, so it is exclusive for our Patreon supporters. So, Yeah, Shout out to you guys, you've been enjoying all the extra stuff, there's episodes of Rab Show Plus over there, as well as exclusive interviews with none other than Fred Morrison, the legend! So if you want to hear what Fred has to say, go over there to our Patreon page, plus we have backstage videos and stuff of when we hung out with Fred backstage, a lot of fun all over there on our Patreon page, so yeah. Shout out to all of you guys who have clicked support and uh yeah, for less, I think it's $5 a month, you get tons of extra stuff that would never see the light of day whenever it comes here to the podcast or the radio show and views or all of that. So yeah, a lot of real cool stuff happening over there. <clears throat> also, you guys have been emailing us in like crazy this last while. If anything, a lot of you getting very excited about our season preview show, so Uh, Yeah, that's still in the works. We are still currently working through our picks and you guys are emailing us your picks. So keep them coming. That email address, excuse me, bigrabshow at gmail.com, that's our email address. We want you guys to email us in, regardless of the grade, we want your picks. Which bands are you going to be interested to watch this incoming season? 2019 is shaping up to be quite a good year. So yeah, which band out there has your attention? And so, as well as giving us your picks on who you'll be watching, also tell us the reason why. We got a load of emails from people saying, Oh, 2019 is going to be the year of Field Marshal. But nobody told us why. (laughs) Well, I suppose it's hard to argue. They are still our current world champions. They're going in there this season as defending champions. So, that in itself is going to be interesting. So... As much as you guys are emailing us in your picks for 2019, we want to know the reasons behind them. So please do keep them coming. We are getting quite a number of them in. So our season preview show is coming. We are in the process of putting it all together. And we're nearly finished. So once we have it all done, we'll get it all recorded and we'll have it up there for you guys to debate our 2019 season picks. It's going to be interesting, to say the very least. It'll be a big debate, I am sure. So yeah. Keep your emails coming into to this. BigRabShow at gmail.com Now, a lot of you guys actually really enjoyed the last episode where we were talking about learning by ear. Now, obviously, I was talking more to the drummers. Alright, we got a lot of emails from Bagpipers saying that it's maybe not so much the case for Pipers. Uh, but although some of you did actually say that, mm, yeah, I did learn by ear, and I'm kind of realizing now that I kind of need the dots on the page. So, uh, yeah, well... I did ask you guys for some voicemails on last week's podcast. So, we have one. So, shout out to Andrew O'Sullivan, who sent us in this.
2: How's it going, Rob? Andrew O'Sullivan. I was listening to your podcast about learning by ear uh, last week. And uh, being a piper, um, I've kind of done both. uh, I could read music. I started um, music when I was in in, uh, primary school. Uh, on the trumpet originally, and then went over to Pipes uh, when I was going into high school. And, um, so I could read, read music, um, but there have been quite a number of tunes that I've learned learned by ear. A lot of, little like two parts for spays and reels and and jigs and things like that. Um, A ton of Christmas carols as well I've I've just kind of picked up by ear because you just hear them so often. Um, I think, Having both a good ear and also being able to, to read the music is a a good benefit. Um, you can get by without reading, but it just gives you another uh, tool in your toolbox. Um, I also am learning the fiddle right now, and my teacher teaches primarily by ear. Uh, we'll go through the, uh, the tune of the week or, or whatever. And it will all be, you know, by ear. She'll play a part, I'll play it back, and then we'll kind of piece the tune together. Uh, and then she'll send me the dots
0: to the tune
2: uh, after the lesson, and we'll, you know, we'll, I'll work on it kind of by by ear and by by sight. I think, um, you know, with with piping, it was very much an oral tradition uh, until probably. Well, 19th century, I'd say, it started getting more, stuff was getting more written down. Um, And I would say it probably wasn't until the First World War where you had a large influx of pipers into the Army where things really started to get standardized in terms of embellishments and, um, you know, settings of tunes. If you go up to, uh, like, Cape Breton in Nova Scotia, um, there's a a huge piping huge recognition there. Um, and you'll find tunes. You'll find uh, various settings of the same tune. Uh, Barry Shear has put out a, a good few books on that. Um, and there's a couple of tunes that are in, you know, in, in his books multiple times with, you know, different settings or, um, you know, cause who played it one way in, in Sydney and who played it, you know, another way in, in Inverness. Um So I think, for bands and for certain solo contests, I think having the dots is good. But for more traditional piping, uh, whether it be like uh, you know piping for for dancers or for you know step dancers or square dances or you know even even Highland dancers, I think having that um, you know oral tradition and, and learning the tunes by ear, you kind of have your, you kind of develop your own character as a as a player and as a playing style we've seen a big decline in that as piping has gotten more standardized which again has its uh pros and cons but that's a whole um whole another barrel of fish for for another day i uh, hope all's well looking forward to the next show coming out and uh talk to you soon all right bye for now
1: thank you andrew yes and i have to agree It has to be a fine balance of both. That's one thing I kind of regret I didn't put across on last week's podcast. You do need a mixture of both. Now, as much as I was saying that learning by ear was how I used to do it, it helps you develop a musical ear and everything, sometimes I I do regret that I can't read uh, drum notation. So it's one thing that I'm actually starting to learn now at the moment. I'm actually trying to learn how to read pipe band drumming notation. So it's difficult to teach an old dog new tricks so i'm getting there slow but sure but yeah i do believe you need a combination of both because if you're just learning it with dots on the page you don't develop that musical ear you don't actually hear how the tune is supposed to be played rather than what the dots on the page are telling you so yeah thank you andrew for that amazing voicemail and yeah to anyone else who would like to uh Send us in a voicemail. Please do. All you have to do is record it on your cell phone or whatever uh, device you may have to hand. And then if you get an MP3 file or something like that, just send us the audio clip. Just email it to us. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Now, I know this sounds like a bit of a shameless plug, but it was something I was very happy to announce on last week's podcast. is We are offering you guys an exclusive discount code for Rhythm Monster. Now, yeah, we announced this last week, Big Rab Monster is our discount code. So if you type that in once you're signing up, uh, be it for either an annual subscription or a monthly subscription, you get 10% off on your first sign up. So there you go, 10% off when you use our discount code, Big Rab Monster. Now, like I said, that does sound like a bit of a shameless plug, but I've been using Rhythm Monster recently to try and learn how to read (laughs) because with each exercise that those guys go through as basic as it may be in some cases they give you the notation for it so you can actually see how it's written on the page so i'm actually starting to realize what some of these things look like on paper and then whenever i see a drum score in front of me i go oh that's that movement oh that's that so it, it is starting to come together so it's a very useful tool out there for you drummers be you an owl hand at this thing like I am, or possibly you're a brand new start, a new beginner and haven't even held a pair of sticks, go and check out Rhythm Monster, definitely worth a look and if you do, do fancy signing up, and why wouldn't you, then yeah, use our discount code Grab monster and get 10% off your sign up, there you go, not bad at all so yeah, that's a little bit of behind the scenes with me, I've actually been working on reading I know, sounds awful dull but that's the case <laughs> okay Let's get into it. We, uh, yeah, we have to get into the piping news. We've got so much stuff to get through that we didn't get through on Fuse this week. On Fuse FM Ballamoney this week, we actually just went through the entire Northern Ireland season. We went through it date by date, where you're going to be in the calendar, all of that sort of stuff. We went through it piece by piece by piece and painstakingly so talked about it with our listeners. You guys were texting in, saying what you thought of each venue, all of that stuff. So let's, first of all, get that out the door. We'll talk about the Northern Ireland season. It has now been set in stone. Thank goodness. (sighs) Right, 11th of May, we are heading to Newtonards Airfield. So that's just around the corner. Just before that, actually, the 4th of May, we're going to Banbridge Indoor, thanks to Kelt. So our season kind of unofficially starts on the 4th of May, but officially starts on the 11th of May. So very excited for that. So we're heading to Newtonards Airfield on the 11th. On the 18th of May, we have the British Championships in St James's Park there in Paisley. We're going to talk about that later. We also have the 25th of May with the Fermanagh Championships. That is, of course, in Inniskiln. The 1st of June is mid Ulster, and that's in Cookstown. 8th of June is in Belfast. 15th of June is the UKs. 22nd of June is in Antrim Castle Grounds. 29th of June is the Euros in Inverness whoop-de-whoop-whoop-whoop, 6th whoop. of June is the all Ireland at Balamina Showgrounds, then the 27th of July is the Scottish and Dumbarton, uh, b- bring your wellies for that one, the 3rd of August is the North West in Port Rush, we have the 10th of August which is in Moira, which is the last run out before the big game, the Worlds of course, which is on Worlds Week, our Christmas, uh, pff, come on, it's the best time of year. We look forward to that every year. I don't need to tell you the date. After that, then we try to crown our Ulster champions as well as our champion and champions here in Northern Ireland in sunny Dunard Park in Newcastle. So that's our entire season. It's all up there now on the Big Rab Show Facebook page. There's been a lot of chat about it backwards and forwards from various people throughout the piping world here locally in Northern Ireland. And further afield, a lot of people actually wanting to get to some competitions here in Northern Ireland. So I have to tell you, if you're listening to this podcast internationally and do want to get to any competition here in the UK and you're trying to arrange travel arrangements and different things like that, then get in touch with us if you would like some help. A lot of people actually have been asking us about guest houses in Port rush can you get a and b up in dumbarton where's the best hotel to stay in paisley or you know is there such a thing as a hotel room in glasgow for the worlds at this point in the year then yeah we are going through that we're organizing our travel arrangements ourselves here in the big rab show so definitely get into contact with us because as we <clears throat> as we work through it we will uh, try and help you guys through the process as well. So definitely get in contact with us. Show at gmail.com if you need some help with your travel arrangements. There you go. We are no means a travel agent, but we will try and help with some hints and tips and stuff of where it could be best to go. There you go. All right, let's fly on. I have to give a shout-out this week to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Now, not only are they in the studio at the minute working on their brand-new album called Fresh Air... Which you can pre-order now, by the way. Uh, yeah, rhcp.scot. I've said that maybe a hundred times now. But definitely going to be worth the pre-order. Because I've already seen the track list. And it does look pretty awesome. And yeah, I may have already pre-ordered it. <clears throat> well worth getting. If you're a Chili Pipers fan, of course you're going to pre-order this. So... Yeah, the guys are in the studio working on their new album, but recently they were on the telly here in the UK. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this show or not, but us in the UK will be pretty aware of it. It's quite famous. Mrs. Brown's Boys. The Red Hot Chili Peppers were on there. Now, that's incredible. Mrs. Brown's Boys is a very family kind of orientated comedy show. It's kind of a... I don't know. It's not our version of a late show, but it's a comedy kind of show. So to have the Red Hot chilies on there, it's just awesome to see Highland Piping again being brought into the mainstream. You know, it's just brilliant to see. Because you had Craig Laurie up there from St. Lawrence. You had Craig Monroe from St. Lawrence. You know, there was a few guys on there from the Chilis that we know as competitive players. And there they are on the telly. Jumping about with Mrs. Brown. It was just the best crack. So you can go and check it out. It's on the BBC iPlayer right now uh, if you missed it. Go back and watch it. The chillies come on at the very end and kind of finish the whole show with a bit of a it's, it's really, really good. So, yeah, shout out to the chillies on the telly this past week. <laughs> not bad. Now, speaking of Craig Laurie, I have to um, mention that the Kingdom Thistle solos were this past weekend. Now, I'm not going to sit here and read through the list of results, all right, because hashtag channel run, but... Kingdom Thistle results are all up there on the Rab Show Facebook page as well as some of the videos of the performances. And I have to give a mention to Craig Laurie because he's managed to nab himself a pre-qualifying spot for the Worlds. Woo! For the world solo drumming, Craig Laurie is pre-qualified. So, again, the world solo drumming just seems to be getting better and better. We seem to have more people... As more solo championship events roll out, we're getting more people pre-qualified for the world solos. So this is getting really interesting now. Stephen McWhorter, Stephen Shedden, now Craig Laurie. This weekend here in Northern Ireland, we have the Ulster solos. in listen to Garvey High School in Lisburn. And again, we are looking for another world pre-qualifying spot. Now, whenever you look at the lineup in here, I'll shout out a couple of names to you. We have Stephen Crichton in there from St. Lawrence. We have Gareth McLeese from Field Marshall, Just to name a few. Wally Glen Holmes. And, come on. There's just a, a plethora of real talent in there that you would see playing in any final at the World Solos. So these guys are all in there this weekend battling it out looking for that World Qualifying spot. So, whew, it's going to be a real doozy this weekend. So the Ulster solos, like I said, are this weekend. And for those of you living internationally, of course, if you can't get to Lisbon or listen to Garvey High School, we have you sorted. We will be live streaming what we can from the event. Whether we've managed to catch all of the senior drumming and as well as the world qualifying, we don't know because we do think certain events are running all at the same time. So we can't split ourselves in four different directions. We'll also try and catch some of the senior piping as well as the drumming but rest assured, we will catch the all important results. So, we will definitely catch what we can on the day for you. So, for those of you living internationally, we've got you covered, baby. Yeah. So, Ulster solos this weekend, very exciting. And that's just off the back of the Kingdom Thistle solos the previous weekend. Which, I have to say, was kind of an outstanding event. Go and have a read through the results if you can. Because um, they definitely read like a bit of a who's who of pipe band royalty at the moment. A, yeah, very stellar event. A lot of solo events actually happening in the moment, uh, both here in the UK and abroad, I'm very clear. I think there was one actually in Canada not too long ago, Um, maybe a few in the States as well. So a lot of solo piping and drumming going on, and even down under in Australia. Yep, Australia. I have to give a shout then to Josh Chandler. (laughs) Well done, Josh. Yep. Why am I giving Josh a shout? Josh wins the A-grade MSR. He won the A-grade Horn Pipe and Jig, which meant he was the A-grade Aggregate Champion at the Australian Solo Piping Championships this past weekend. Not bad. So that was on Sunday the 14th there in Scotts College in Adelaide. I've been told that's how you pronounce it, Adelaide. So, yeah, shout-out to Josh. Well done, man. I think it was a clean sweep and... Definitely well deserved. I actually managed to see some of the recordings from the Australian uh, solo piping championships. And Josh, mate, where did you get that tone? (laughs) It was just a machine. Sounded incredible. Well done, Josh. Uh, But that's not to say the others in the grades weren't weren't that good. Go and check them out. They're definitely worth listening to. If anything, I think the solo piping scene in Australia is certainly in a very healthy place. Um, Having listened to the Nationals and stuff all of that piping and drumming basically in Australia and down under in general in New Zealand, Australia, both. It seems to be in an incredibly healthy place. Like, Look how far some of the bands have came this last five, ten years. It's incredible. So to see the level of playing at the Australian Solo Piping Championships this weekend was just whew, incredible, incredible stuff. So there you go. Well done to Josh. Managing to lift the A grade all over a clean sweep across the board. Well done. Okay, so we're looking forward to the Ulster solos this weekend. Again, the full draw is available on the RSPBA NI website, as well as your list of judges as well. So if anything, I think this is maybe the first appearance of uh chris pollock yeah good mate of the show of course chris pollock who used to be a uh, previous bass drummer with the field Marshal montgomery chris is actually going to be judging the open bass drumming this year at the ulster solos so hey shout out to chris awesome to see you with the clipboard mate who knows we may see you in the arena sometimes with a clipboard you never know Um, but so yeah shout out to Chris (laughs) Um, but the Ulster solos this weekend like I say will be an incredibly interesting weekend because just go and look at the draw I'm not going to read it off for you go and check it out it's on the Rab Show Facebook page right now or indeed go and check it out on the NI's website it's all up there it does kind of read like I don't know who we're going to pick because so many talented musicians in here the Ulsters this week is going to be all sorts of fun. So there you go. And of course, if you can't make it, tune into the Rab Show Facebook page and tune in and watch all the action as much as we can try and live stream for you. There you go. Now, as much as I'm talking about this weekend and the Ulster solos, next weekend on the 27th of April, depending, of course, when you're listening to this, 27th of April, <clears throat> you're all going to know what I'm saying. What's happening on the 27th of April, Hey, eh? Come on, listeners. you're You're bound to know by now Come on, I've been talking about it every single blinking week. Possibly one of the biggest concerts to hit this side of the pipe band calendar. <clears throat> I'll give you a wee more second to think about it. And yeah, it's St. Lawrence Tool. St. Lawrence Tool Tourist Cuell has returned and it's coming to the Armagh City Hotel 27th of April. Now, people have been getting in contact with me saying, Hey, Rab, can I buy some tickets? uh we're not selling tickets (laughs) I i have to keep telling people that for some reason they think that we are acting like a box office we're not we're just simply telling people that you need to go to this all right now i know quite a number of people actually who are flying in to see this they're flying in from both scotland mainland uk even though some are coming in from canada and america I'm not sure if anyone's coming that far from down under. But I do know there are people coming from the States just to catch this concert. Now, yeah, I have to agree with them. And this. this lightning does not strike twice. But here it is. And if anything, this kind of reminds me of the 78th Live in Ireland kind of thing. That they did it in Glasgow. And it was so popular and so epic. that The demand was there that they simply had to do it again. There was no question in it. You know, there was no, ah, oh, well we, won't we? The answer was always yes. <laughs> so here it is, St. Lawrence are back. And they're doing it live Tourist our along with some surprises. Now, I've been talking to some of the members of St. Lawrence, of course, off the record. And they've been happy enough for me to talk about it here on the podcast. They've been saying that this concert in the Armas City Hotel has them all sorts of stupidly excited because... If you've seen the show in Glasgow already, then there will be some sets in there that you would have heard before. But there will be a lot of new content in there, along with some very welcome surprises for Tourist kill in Northern Ireland. So I'm all sorts of stupidly excited for this. Everyone that I've been speaking to locally here, even just, like I don't know, about half an hour before I started recording here tonight. I was at a phone station putting petrol in my car. And a guy shouts over to me. Hey Rob, are you going next week? And I says, yeah. I'll see you there. I think there's our bus going. So there's already a busload of people from my hometown going to this gig. Now that tells you something right there. (laughs) This concert is going to be something else. So 27th of April, St. Lawrence Atul in the Armagh City Hotel. If you haven't got tickets for this... I I don't know. I don't know why you haven't got tickets for this. Because this would possibly be the biggest event this side of the start of the season. I don't know. Well, of course, for you living internationally who can't jump on a plane and fly thousands of miles to get here to see this concert, rest assured us on the big rab show we have you covered we will be doing a big rab show special episode of our podcast all from the concert so we'll be backstage hanging out with the guys at the band we'll be hearing them warming up and chatting all about the band and the future of 2019 how it's looking all that backstagey stuff so that'll all be coming here on the big rab show podcast as well as our patreon page there'll be tons of exclusive stuff on our patreon page so that now has been possibly the best time to go and click support on Patreon because we have tons of extra stuff planned with the guys from St. Lawrence all to hit our Patreon page. So yeah, if you want to see all the stuff that happens at the St. Lawrence gig on the 27th, then get over to our Patreon page. We're going to have a slew of stuff all heading over there on Patreon. Plus, we have you covered here, like I said, on the podcast, but as well on Fuse. We will be hanging out with the guys at St. Lawrence now. A lot of people have actually asked us, Oh, Rob, we can't go. Can, can you live stream it? Now, I've spoken to Alan Tully, I've spoken to a few members of St Lawrence, and they don't really want us to live stream the gig. Well, they don't want us to live stream the entire thing. They don't mind if we do a little clip here and there. So they may well have a little introduction clip, a little clip halfway through, and a little clip at the very end. That'll be all you'll get, though. So, yeah, that's through agreement with the pipe band. All of that's still yet to be signed and sealed. It's all still up for negotiation. (laughs) But, yeah, the band themselves don't want the whole entire thing to be live-streamed because, essentially, if you want to see the concert, you need to be there in person. So don't be relying on us on The Big Rab Show to film it all for you and then you can sit at home and watch it on the sofa. No. No. Get off your backside, get yourself a ticket, go and see this gig, because that's going to be the only way you'll ever really get to see it. So, yeah, I am all sorts of excited for this. Can you tell? (laughs) And I'm sure we'll talk more about it in future podcasts, but, yeah, 27th of April, St. Lawrence, the Tool, in the Armas City Hotel, Go along to St. Lawrence's website, they have tickets still available, which is surprising to me. Also go to the Armagh City Hotel, they have their own box office there. Or indeed you can contact any member of the band, or even ourselves here on The Rab Show, and we'll try and get you hooked up somewhere or other with tickets to get yourself in that venue to hear just the amazingness that's about to hit the stage. I can't wait for it. Anyway, let's fly on. Enough about St. Lawrence, I'm all sorts of excited. A little bit of news dropped this past week. Now, Callum Beaumont, you guys know Callum Beaumont, of course. Uh, Yeah, he's made a little bit of an announcement. Well, not Callum per se, but the guys at RG Hardy have very happily announced that Callum Beaumont is now um, kind of an employee. Yeah, Callum has now proudly been associated with RG Hardy. Now, in recent years, we know that Callum has recently been playing McCallum bagpipes. So, that's difficult to say. Callum plays McCallum. Anyway, here he is now, Callum Beaumont now playing with RG Hardy. Now that in itself is exciting. asks tons of questions. Why did Callum make the jump to RG? Why you know, what was why what was the motivating factor? Why did he jump? And then we find out in the very same statement that Callum Beaumont apparently will be working alongside the guys at everybody in the development team at RG Hardy and hopefully we will see something new or something slightly improved or who knows there's been nothing as to you know what will be released but they're saying that Callum is working with the development team at RG Hardy so that in itself has all sorts of alarm bells ringing in my head and I'm going yes oh my god <laughs> woo! and I'm a drummer and even I'm excited for this so to see Callum Bowman of course everyone knows Callum they pff, come on He's a giant in the piping world. So here he is now, lifting R.G. Hardy. And he'll be playing them, of course, with all functions and solo events and everything. So you'll get to hear R.G. Hardy's pipes and chanters and all of that. So I'm all sorts of excited for this. So very exciting news, actually. Shout out to the guys at R.G. Hardy. Definitely worth checking out, of course. You can go and check them out through Lone Star. Lone Star Piper, of course, has you know, rights for distributing R.G. Hardy materials in the United States and everything, so definitely going to work checking out for Lone Star. Uh, so, yeah, very exciting announcement there for R.G. Hardy, and, yeah, I'll be watching this with interest. Also, the British Drum Company as well have been teasing us. They have been releasing all sorts of different marching drums. and Never really getting close to the pipe band world, though. Yes, marching snare drums for the likes of... Uh, the Royal Marines and different kind of bands like that, like you know the very old school style of marching snare drums. The, the British Drum Company are designing them and making them, and oh my god, they're gorgeous! Have you seen them? Whoo! I need a dribble bib whenever I'm looking at some of these things. They're just gorgeous. So, if anything, go along to the British Drum Company on Instagram. Some of the posts that these guys are posting. Oh, Oh my God, some of the drums that they're making are just incredible. Now, the reason why I think they're incredible is because in my mind, I am thinking, if this is what this snare drum looks like, or this is what this bass drum looks like, what's the pipe band stuff going to look like? They haven't released anything yet from the pipe band world. Now, we know ourselves that Garth McLeese, Richard, Tom, Stephen Shedden... And the legend Jim Kilpatrick are all working with the British Drum Company at the moment. So some of the biggest guns in the yeah in the solo drumming, pipe band drumming world are there helping them as part of their development team. So I cannot wait to see what the British Drum Company have to produce. I've said it here on the show before. I will say it again. Premier, Adante and Pearl have had it too good for too long. It's time we get another one in there to shake things up. <laughs> So, hey, I'm all for it, you know? The more instruments and the more different choices we have, the better, in my opinion. So, yeah, check out the British Drum Company. They're doing a lot of exciting stuff, actually. So, I do hope that we will have something from them in the near future. Again, I have heard nothing, not even the slightest whisper or rumor about this, which is unusual, because normally you do hear little, little you know, sneak peeks and say, "Ah, you might see something by this date, and you might see a little something by this date, but there's been nothing, absolutely nothing from the British Drum Company. Tons of other marching snare and marching percussion, but nothing for the pipe band world yet, so as soon as it drops, you can be rest assured I'll be all over that, and it'll all be shared out on the Rab Show Facebook page, the Twitter and all the social medias, but yeah, we'll also be talking about it here on the podcast, rest assured, so Go and check them out on Instagram. Go and see what I'm talking about. British drum company drums seem to be... They're going in the right direction. It's very exciting. Very exciting stuff. Okay. Now, as well as I was talking about St Lawrence, the tool who were in concert uh, the 27th of April coming up, I have to say the Simon Fraser University Pipe Band and the Robert Malcolm Memorial Pipe Band were in concert in the Vogue Theatre in Vancouver. Yeah, not too long ago. In fact, it was last week. Now... Coverage from this event, I have to say, was very limited. If anything, I only found out about the concert about a week before. Robert Malcolm Memorial put out a tweet, or was it a Facebook post or something like that, saying that they were going on stage. And I was like, what? What? Are they? Whoa, where did this come from? So, yeah, I don't know why, but it seemed to be all kept very hush-hush. But, yeah, Simon Fraser University on stage this past weekend in Vancouver. Now, there is some little YouTube clips up there. People have filmed stuff on their cell phones and that and it's... it's yeah, the quality's not great. So, I am still looking to see if they can get some kind of high quality recordings from this concert. Who knows? Perhaps the venue itself have really clamped down on people videoing. I've had experience of that first hand myself. <clears throat> Waterfront in Belfast. Um, so, <laughs> so it's maybe as soon as they spied the a camera, then they were over and shutting that down. So, Hey, I don't know. but So, there's been nothing. We haven't been able to hear much from Simon Fraser this past winter. So, it would have been great to see some actual professional footage from that. But, don't know. We've yet to search and find it. So, rest assured. Once we do, we will share it out on The Rab Show social media, as always. But, uh, yeah. So, if you guys out there have, have any... Ah, here's the thing. Maybe some of you were actually there. We have quite a number of listeners from Canada. So, was anybody at the Simon Fraser gig? (laughs) If so, please let us know what it was like. Yeah, because we have heard nothing. There's been no reviews of it posted anywhere. No write-ups even. And recordings of it are extremely limited. I think there's a few photographs, maybe, you know, of the two bands on stage, of Robert Malcolm and then Simon Fraser. And even at that, they're shot from a distance. So you can't really see much in the way of detail. So, hey, do you know what? If you went to the gig, let us know. We really want to know what it was like. Give us a review. You can email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Failing that, we will continue to try and search through your social media and all other different means, ways and means of trying to get some kind of recording or coverage from this amazing concert. There you go. All right. I also have to give a shout-out then to, is it Colleen? Uh, Steblin I think Uh, Colleen Steblin of uh, the North Texas Caledonia Pipes and Drums Colleen was actually here in sunny Northern Ireland For this past wee while And didn't tell us about it Colleen what are you doing So yeah she was here and yeah she's been over working With Colabacky Pipe Band Colabacky Pipe Band of course you guys know them very well Here in Northern Ireland They've been in a piping scene for as long as I can remember But yeah they had a bit of a I think it was a Sunday parade or something They had a you know just a bit of a A bit of a function to play at and Colleen was there. Obviously she'll be, I think she's competing with uh, Kolobaki this incoming season. So, hey, flying in from North Texas Caledonia Pipes and Drums to lift the pipes or the drums, I can't remember which, with Kulabaki. So, yeah, the only reason that was in my radar at all is because it just popped up on my social media feed again. have Have you got a bit of a trend here? There's a lot of news dropping on social media. There you go. Anyway, so shout out to Colleen of the North Texas Caledonia Pipes and Drums. Woo! Looking forward to meeting you, actually, uh, this incoming season. So, yeah, for any of you guys coming over from North Texas uh, Caledonia Pipes and Drums, make yourselves known. Come and say hi. You know, don't just fly over here to Northern Ireland and then keep a low profile. Let us know that you're here so we can catch up and say hi. Okay, I have to give a shout then to... A load of people actually here for the Las Vegas games. Yeah, Las Vegas games were this past week. And I think I briefly mentioned it on last week's podcast. Now, I have been searching and I can't find any of the results from this. Now, perhaps it's my search engine skills or my social media skills or whatever are really, really poor. But I haven't been able to find any results from this. So, yeah, that's a fail on my part. The Las Vegas games were this past week. But there's one that yeah, one person I really want to give a shout out to and that was Josh Josh McEckern from the Chatter Ram podcast and the Las Vegas Pipe Band who clearly uh, was one of the organizers of this event because on in his Instagram feed he had Posts from 5 a.m. in the morning when he was putting bins out uh, all the way through until the stupid we are's the following morning when he was like lifting the barriers and stuff. Just incredible stuff. Shout out to Josh. You've been incredibly busy over this past couple of weeks, mate, putting this championship together. Uh, you and your team of volunteers, over 100 of you. Um, Putting this amazing event together, so shout out to you, full credit to you. I think I've heard nothing but positive reviews from this, and uh, as well as the lineup as well, a lot of people saying that they love the music on the main stage. Um, so yeah, Las Vegas games this past weekend. I have to give a particular shout out to Josh who worked his tail off and deserves at least three weeks' holidays. And shout out also to Camille, Camille, late, of course Aussie Broad, Aussie Broad. Yep, yeah, Aussie Broad was here at the Las Vegas games. Well, she was over there, sorry, in Las Vegas. What am I talking about here? She was there (laughs) at the Las Vegas Games. And uh, number one, she managed to lift herself a medal on Peacock Hill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my word, yeah. (laughs) I was all sorts of happy. So, shout out, yeah, to Camille. managing to win the battle of Peacock Hill. Awesomeness. Uh, Yeah, and also... She managed to have the honour of being the lone piper at Mass Bands. So she led the Mass Bands in amazing grace. Now talk about proper goosebump material. Whew. Oh my word, not a dry eye in the house. It was just the best performance. So shout out to you Camille. Just absolutely outstanding. Aussie Broad done all of you guys in Australia proud. Just fantastic stuff. So well done. Of course, we have shared out that performance uh, thanks to Camille on uh, social media. It's all up there on the Rab Show Facebook page. You can go and check it out for yourself and just see why I'm shouting about it. It's definitely worth looking at. So... Yeah, the Las Vegas Games came and went, and by all accounts, it was a very successful event. Uh, a load of, like I said, a lot of people reviewing it and said it was a fantastic weekend. And uh, yeah, shout out to Aussie Broad, who had been hanging out with the guys from Chandaran and the guys from the Las Vegas Pipe Band. So yeah, it's great to see her uh, lifting a medal and uh, yeah, getting that honour of being the lone piper during mass bands. Awesomeness, awesomeness. All right, let's fly on. <clears throat> let's talk about the big yin, shall we? the draw the draw for the british was announced last week yes just as we closed the doors on recording of our podcast last week ding there it goes the draw for the british 2019 (sighs) yeah let's talk about it shall we it's quite controversial this now, why is it controversial you may ask well it's like this there's not that many bands there from Northern Ireland. Now that may seem a little biased by me, uh, and of course it is. But also there's not that many bands from the Republic of Ireland either, and there's not that many bands from the UK, Wales, anywhere else for that matter. It's mostly bands from Scotland. So <clears throat> The British Championships are happening the very first major of the year, the 18th of May. Yes, I've just talked about that. So the draw, first of all, let's run through grade by grade. Grade 4B, we have 19 bands. Not a bad grade. Grade 4A, we've only 14. Now, keeping in mind, this is a major. All right, let that sink in. This is a major championship. And for grade 4A, you have 14 bands. Grade 3B, you have 13 Grade 3B, you have 13 bands for a major championship. Grade 3A, you've got 16. that's not bad, I suppose. And grade 2, it's possibly your strongest grade. Yeah, between that and 4B, you've got 18 bands in grade 2. Not bad. Grade 1, however, is the poorest grade on the day. 12 bands in there. 12 bands in grade 1. Okay, let's look through them. First of all, drawing first, starting at half 2 in the afternoon... Field Marshal Montgomery. Then you have St Lawrence of Tool, Scottish Power, Police Scotland Fife, the Police Service of Northern Ireland, Loman and Clyde, Johnstone, Boghall, Shots, Inverary, Glasgow Police, and Glasgow Sky. And that makes up your Grade 1 right there. Now, Grade 1 this weekend at the British is MSR. Now, whether this actually affected the draw or not, I don't know. But whenever I went through the draw, I was able to pick out the amount of bands that were actually travelling over there from Northern Ireland. And it starts at Grade 3A. There's no th- nothing in 3B, 4A or 4B from Northern Ireland. We have the Quinn Memorial and we have St Mary's Derry Trasna making the journey for Grade 3A. We then have Kloss Kelt and Rivara, of course, for Grade 2. Then in Grade 1, no surprise, Field Marshall will be there. We also have the Police Service for Northern Ireland. And that's it. Now, this sparked a huge debate online. Now, this all talked about uh, why aren't bands travelling to this. Now, there's a hundred different reasons, in my opinion. It's because it's really early in the year. It's 18th of May and boom, we're straight into a major. That could have affected things. Also, cost. It costs a stupid amount of money to have a band travel So many times in the pipe band calendar. Now we're starting to see a bit of a current trend with this now. A lot of bands are limiting their season down to cost. Now, yeah, I know there's a major championship here in Northern Ireland. It's the UK championship that's being held in Lurgan this year. Now it's been the argument for many times now by Scottish bands. Sure we come over to Northern Ireland for a major. What's the problem? Well the problem is... Is that there's one major in the calendar here. All the rest of them are over there. (laughs) And even at that, whenever they are over there in Scotland. Some of the grades really aren't that well supported by Scottish bands. Like whenever you look at grade 3B and there's only 13 in there. I don't know. So yeah, it has sparked a huge debate in the bagpiping world. And as we were talking about it on the podcast before. About help with travel costs and such like that. Bands clearly can't afford to travel that many times across the water. It does take a lot of finance to take a pipe band, plus your instruments, plus your supporters, your uniform, hotel bookings, all of that stuff. We've talked about this all in the podcast before. So could this be a sign of the times? Pipe bands are now starting to withdraw from events because they simply can't afford it. Now that's one reason. Another reason could be that it's actually a tactical move. Now that was talked about. A lot of people were saying that bands really early in the season, especially in May, they have not found their form yet. Even though they've been working all winter, by the time the 18th of May rolls around, a lot of bands would not be ready by that stage. And this has been argued quite a lot, saying that the Northern Ireland season kicks off on the 11th of May... So are bands even going to be ready by then? Some people saying that the season starts too early and finishes too early. So a lot of people arguing, well, technically the season shouldn't start until June and then roll on until early September, maybe even mid to late September. So I don't know. There is hundreds and hundreds of different reasons or plausible reasons why bands are traveling to this event. Could it be the venue? I've never been to Paisley, so I don't know. Maybe you can tell me whether it's a good venue or not. But I think I've heard good reports about it. So, yeah, whenever I've seen this and the draw for the British, it does make for some interesting reading. uh, But it's mostly all bands from Scotland. Now, there are, don't get me wrong, this will still be a championship to watch. Because, essentially, it's the start of our major championship season. The British Championships, come on. Who's going to lift the first major of the year? Remember what happened at the British last year? Yeah, there was a bit of an upset there. People didn't see it coming, but dang, did they deserve it. So could we see another exciting start to the season like last year? Who knows? But us on The Rab Show, we'll be watching with interest. So as for everyone who's been commenting on our social media and for tweeting us and emailing us all sorts of stuff about the British and why they're not going and how how much it costs and all sorts of controversy then, yeah, I can see all of your arguments, I understand why people could be frustrated, but essentially, it is what it is it's the first major in the calendar and to put yourself out of the running so early in the year it's a big move, so a lot of bands from Northern Ireland deciding not to make that start to the season uh, mm, it's puzzling, it is, but hey, I can completely understand people's reasons for not doing it, so there you go It is what it is. If you do want to go and have a look at the draw. I'm not going to sit and read the entire thing for you. Again, not going to read a list, but go along to rspba.org. The full draw is up there. You can go and check it out. And you guys have been asking, will us on The Rab Show be live streaming from the British this year? And the answer is yes, of course we will. Like we do every year, we cover the entire season. So as much as we're covering stuff here from Northern Ireland, we will also be covering every major championship this year. Apart from the Worlds, we're not allowed to film at the Worlds. That's another topic in itself. But yeah, we are covering every uh, major championship and minor championship here in Northern Ireland slash Ireland and Scotland. So, with a bit of luck, Yeah, we'll be there. We will film all of Grade 1 at the British. And we will film, of course, the all-important results. Now, anything else that we can get on the day, we will do our best. Looking at Grade 1, it starts at half 2 in the afternoon. So, we may be able to film some stuff in the morning. Possibly, it's a little bit of Grade 2. Some of the juvenile grades, perhaps. Maybe even some of the drum majors. Who knows? We will try and capture what we can on the day. As well as getting that all-important vantage point for Grade 1. Now... I have to say, if you are going to the British, we'll talk all about it closer to the time. It's going to be a very exciting time. i really looking forward to that. All sorts of excited. Now, I have to give a shout-out this week to a guy who sent in some listener mail. Now, we're going to talk about that on this week's podcast. Shout-out to Adam Wilson. Adam Wilson has sent us a huge email. Now, this thing almost reads like a university dissertation. <laughs> it's simply epic. So Adam Olson sent us in an email um, tail end last week. I just want to say, Adam, we got your email. Rest assured, mate, we did. And yeah, I think we we have we're currently in the process of kind of what's the word digesting it. There seems to be so much to it actually that it's kind of hard to decipher where to start. So. I know this is all very cryptic for you podcast listeners, but suffice to say, Adam Wilson has emailed us into BigRabShow.com, a fascinating email and a very entertaining look at the bagpiping world, along with some suggestions as to what we could possibly do for the new season. So, very long story short, be prepared for an upcoming podcast, all based on Adam Wilson's email. Very cryptic indeed, but uh, yeah just to let you know we have this huge epic email (laughs) and we will talk all about it in an upcoming show i know very cryptic sorry i can't be any clearer than that it is what it is anyway i have to fly on it's time for a cup of tea almost yeah but again i have to give a special plug for our discount code now i have to say this is only really running for a limited time i didn't say that in last week's podcast and i just have it on the end end of my script here Yep, aye, end of script. It says uh, this uh, is only running up for a limited time. So our discount code, Big Rab Monster, go along to Rhythm Monster, go and sign up. Of course, either for an annual subscription or for a monthly one, and you'll get ten percent off your first sign up. So there you go. Use our discount code, get your ten percent off. Not bad at all. Why not? All right, it's time for a big cup of tea. Finally, woo! It's time. For the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring RG Hardy's full range of bagpipes including Henderson's. And Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets. And bespoke highland wear including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com Offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum core needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Adanti Drums and custom bass heads from Evans & Remo. Lone Star Piper is also the North American distributor for Beat Street Drumming Goods from Northern Ireland. Have you any questions about any of the major brands they carry, then you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. The Harris Kilt Company 150 Sandy Row Belfast offering high quality garments with unique styles, enough to cover any wedding, formal event or even pipe band competition They can offer a full range of kilt and jacket combinations, all completed with Highland accessories all available for sale or for hire If you're looking for a Highland inspired outfit of the highest quality then look no further than Harris Kilts HarrisKilts.com, 150 Sandy Row, Belfast. Check them out. Are you on the lookout for a set of vintage pipes? Then look at Source Bagpipes. Bagpipes ranging from McDougall, Glenn, Stark, McKinnon, McPhee, Henderson, Laurie and Sinclair and many, many more. In addition, brand new set of pipes by Booth and Pettigrew. They have a no-quibble return policy, with 25% deposit securing any set of bagpipes. Also offering a full payment plan to be able to pay for your set of pipes over 12 months. Source Bagpipes now have a range of vintage pipe chanters and vintage practice chanters and stock, and are all up on their website. Sourcebagpipes.co.uk Contact Ross for more information.
0: Hello, this is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show.
1: Ah, uh, yes indeed. Time for topic of the week. And yeah, you may have already guessed what we're going to be talking about on this week's show, given by the title of the episode. Yes, this week we managed to get a quite incredible voicemail from J.D. Ingram. And uh, yeah, he asked a question that has kind of inspired this week's episode. So yeah, let's get into it first of all. So shout out to J.D.,
0: Who managed to send us this? Hey, Rab. J.D. Ingram here from Charleston, South Carolina. You might know me better as J.D. ingram am On the podcast last week, you were saying that you hadn't had any voicemails for a while, so I thought I'd send you one in and tell you about my weekend and ask your thoughts on it. Uh, The season in the Carolinas just kicked off, or was about to kick off this season. At the Loch Norman Highland Games in Charlotte, North Carolina. The games called for, the weather called for rain uh, well in advance of of the games. So when people showed up, they were pretty well prepared for getting a little wet. Um, Solo events are usually held in the morning with band events in the afternoon. After about two or three soloists had played, lightning struck near the field and the games opted to suspend all activity for a couple hours um, so everybody was asked to clear the field stop playing bagpipes stop doing the Highland athletics everything else that was going on and sat in the car and after about 30 minutes the piping and drumming director made the call to cancel all solo events um, anybody who had registered, is uh, just out a registration fee without the chance to play for a judge other than the first two or three people. The first two or three people will be rated against each other. They might have gotten first out of one or first out of two, but not out of 10 or 15 or however big their grade competition could have been. Um, After another little while, the pipe majors of the bands were called together to discuss and um, what what they wanted to do about the band competition uh, the piping and drumming director indicated that any band who could play right now uh, was welcome to play the answer was pretty much unanimous obviously people were stuck in their cars their instruments were not together uh, some people who hadn't left before the rain delay from their hotels or their homes uh, just just they were waiting somewhere away from the game site, and so no band was prepared to play. And then the call was made to cancel the band contest for the day. They didn't believe there would be enough good weather to piece together a decent and fair competition. Um, the uh, day was turned out to be pretty nice. After that, the weather cleared up a bit. We had a, a little bit of a jam session. On and around the field, and and made the best of of a kind of rough day. But um, I wanted to hear your thoughts on dealing with weather in pipe bands and pipe band competitions. Uh, I know it rains a fair amount up there where you're from. So, um, what do you think about calling games ahead of time or on the spot uh, for weather, especially when it involves lightning and um, trying to time your your events? in in times of better weather around the year. Obviously, uh, the Northern Ireland season is mostly in the summer. I don't know what the rain schedule is like there, but um, our events being mostly spring or fall, the springtime games run the risk of bad weather most of the time. Uh, Anyway, give me your thoughts. be happy to hear uh, what you think about about weather and, and competitions, and maybe you could have a whole topic of the week about it. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing, Rob. Take care.
1: There you go. JD. Weather and pipe bands. Now, this has been a bit of a topic for discussion in the bagpiping world for possibly as long as I can remember. But what an interesting story. So, yeah, these games at the weekend. I remember actually following this on social media because I was hoping to actually see recordings from this and report about it on this week's podcast. So, yeah. Yeah. I am very aware that it got called off and was all sorts of confused, all sorts of like confused messages online. Oh, it was called off because of uh, lightning. Uh, it was called off because of storm. It was called pff, rain. I don't know. But long story short, it got called off due to inclement weather. Now, don't get me wrong. Here in Northern Ireland, it rains. It rains a lot. Like, I mean a lot. (laughs) And even in Scotland as well, it rains a lot. (laughs) That doesn't come as any kind of a mystery. It's no surprise. Our country is as green as it is because it's constantly, constantly raining. But as the saying goes here, we couldn't make all that amazing Bushmills Whiskey or Guinness if we didn't have all that amazing rain. So there you go. That's a good excuse, isn't it? But yeah, do you know what? Rain inclement weather... I don't know. I have been at pipe band competitions locally here in Northern Ireland, uh, especially in Inniskillen, which it always seems to lash out of the heavens all through Inniskillen competition, and I've seen it been washed out. Now, whenever I'm talking about being washed out, I'm talking rain water up to your knees, over the top of your socks. Now, I've seen bands walking on in some conditions that you wouldn't put an animal outside in. Some of them are terrible. Now, I've seen bands standing, tuning up, in the rain going sideways. Um, they're actually they can't use a meter. That drummers can't hold their sticks. They're constantly dropping them all the time. Your instruments are soaked through and sound as if you're playing in a swimming pool, and your drums are just that soaking wet. You may as well be playing on top of a sponge. So, Yeah, I have played in some absolutely god-awful conditions myself. And I'm sure you guys out there in the bagpiping world are no stranger to playing in terrible, terrible weather. Now, I want to talk about this event first of all that JD was talking about. Now, I think it could have went ahead, but... There's a big but with this. The event could have went ahead... If it was just rain. Wind and rain, I do believe, is part of it. The pipes are an outdoor instrument. Snare drums are built to be played in the outdoors. So, yeah, go outside. If it's lashing down, so what? Let the rain fall. We can still play. And that's the thing. The Highland Pipes were essentially a military instrument. They were designed to be played by armies and military forces and to play them in all weathers. That's half the challenge. We all know that the Great Highland Bagpipe is a big, loud beast of a machine. So it needs to be played outside. So, yeah, it should be able to be played in all weathers. And to get that thing to work in all weathers is such a challenge. <laughs> That's why we're in this game. To struggle with this thing and to get amazing music out of it. So, to be able to play in the and Rain or the Scorching Sun... ...is the game. Now, this has been argued time and time again, but we'll get into that. Let's first of all get into the event itself that JD was talking about. Now, had it have just been rain and wind and all that sort of stuff, fine. I do think, in my own opinion, that the event possibly still could have went ahead. Now, take things you know, <laughs> look at them reasonably. If the water is suddenly starting to rise in the venue or the grass underfoot suddenly becomes such a quagmire that it's actually dangerous for public health to actually be there. Uh, people start in sinking sand or something. Do you know what I mean? Health and safety rules, of course, people, you know. Uh, so, all within reason. If it's pelting down with rain... I do think the event still still could have went ahead. Now obviously I wasn't there so I don't know what the weather was actually like myself. So I can't really comment. But listening to JD's story, I do think if it was rain, fine, it probably still could have went ahead. As it was forecast ahead of time, sure the organizers, I'm sure, would have had all sorts of shelter put in place, they would have had some sort of uh, plans made because of the inclement weather. They could have done something to kind of, you know, preempt it. You know what I mean? And not have these big wide open spaces and just have people walking through the rain aimlessly. Have little gazebos up or something. You know, have something available for people to get some shelter. So, anyway, rain and wind is one thing. Where the game changed is whenever you spoke about lightning. Lightning struck near the ground, I think is what you said in your voicemail there. It didn't actually strike in the venue, but it struck close to it. That's a different ballgame right there. Now, I have been in uh, pipe-on competitions where there has been thunderstorms. And I've actually been at major championships where there's been thunderstorms. Uh, (laughs) Dumbarton. And, yeah, the association actually make the call there and then on the venue. And I've seen it happen before. They make an announcement over the tannoy, over the loudspeakers we are now taking a short 30-minute break to allow this weather to pass. Now, I've seen that happen before. Now, a lot of bands end up really quite angry about this because they would have been tuning and working towards their associated time. They could have been standing in the final tuning area, ready to go. You know, pipes all blew in, drummer's hands ready to go. We're flying, guys. Who cares if it's lashing? Let's go. And then suddenly the association pulls the plug for half an hour and it, yeah, it resets everything. It's a horrible thing to do. But for health and safety reasons, on some, time, some occasions, you do need to do that. You do need to have that respite there. So when you're talking about lightning strikes, that's a big health and safety issue. And the association do need to weigh this up. Now, I'm not talking about your own association, but all associations that who organise events. As much as they're wanting to run a competition and have it be competitive, they're also really really concerned about the health and well-being of the competitors as well as the spectators now if the weather is going to put any of that in danger then of course they're going to take measures to try and protect people they're not going to force you into that arena and risk getting struck by lightning so yeah the fact that the games was called off for a couple of hours to see if the weather would clear up yeah that's perfectly understandable But then the story changed again. Everyone's sitting in their cars and sitting under shelter and getting away from the weather. Now, that's exactly what people should have done during that two hours. I completely agree with you. That's two hours to wait for the weather to pass. So let's wait. Now, the fact that they came after that two-hour break and said, right, if you're ready to compete, let's go. Of course you wouldn't be ready to compete. No one would be. You were all told not to play. So... How do you just pull them out of the pipe case and just march in? No, it doesn't work like that. So I don't know who kind of enforced that part of it. But clearly they don't know how pipe bands work. You know, right, who's ready to compete, boys? Uh, I've been sitting in my car for the last hour and a half. Of course I'm not ready to play. The pipes are lying in the boot of the car. (sighs) I think that part was a little bit unreasonable. And then to make that call to say, right, if nobody's ready, then stuff you, that's it plug pulled, game over, good night. Yeah, and then what made matters worse is that the weather cleared in the afternoon and then you actually could have had a competition. (laughs) That's just divine justice right there. Terrible. But I do think it could have possibly been managed better. However, I do completely see why they made the decision that they did at the time. To allow for that two-hour break, that two-hour window... To possibly let the weather clear up. Especially if there's a chance of lightning strikes. That is that is a different ball game right there. So yeah. It is a bitter pill to swallow. For a lot of people who travelled. And paid entry fees and stuff like that. You were talking about JD. Just not nice at all. But essentially everybody went home safe. You know. And at the end of it all. We may not crown any champions at any particular games. But as long as everyone gets home in one piece. That is a successful weekend, by all accounts. We can't control the weather and but what we can do is we can control our own safety. So I think in that regard, the association possibly made the right call. But they did not make the right call whenever it came to just playing in the rain. If it's because you don't want to get wet, then what are you doing in pipe bands? <laughs> That's a bit harsh to say. But, yeah, I've said it before. Bagpipes are an outdoor instrument. Snare drums are too. Tenors, bass. We're all built to play outside. The kilts, everything. The uniform is built to be worn outside. Uh, you know, we're not all fair-weather pipers. I have heard this before. Ah, oh, see that guy there? He only plays when it's sunny. See him when it's raining? Forget about it. There has been that, and it's thrown about as a bit of an insult here in Northern Ireland. Oh, he's a fair-weather piper. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard that term. Anyone listening from Northern Iron? Yeah. Oh, you're a fair fair weather player, are you? Why? Aye, going you home. (laughs) Fair weather player. Fair weather player. Yeah. It is seen as a bit of an insult here. So there you go. Uh, That tells you about our weather, doesn't it? So, yes. Now, I want to refer to something that's kind of known in the bagpiping world. It is. It's not funny, but it is funny. Depends on your sense of humour, I suppose. But Simon Fraser University is kind of famous for it now. They come over here to the World Championships each year. And for some unknown reason, it seems to happen all the time for Simon Fraser. If there's going to be bad weather at the Worlds, it always seems to rain and lash it down when Simon Fraser are playing. Now, that's kind of a... (laughs) We do kind of joke about it because if you didn't joke about it, you'd cry. These guys spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to get to the worlds they spend countless hours and months and weeks working and getting themselves to such a level where they could lift that world title no problem, and then it lashes <laughs> like like you know you would either cry or laugh, and I think. Because us in the bagpiping world, we do have a bit of a dark sense of humor. Uh, we d- we do laugh at it. And it is, oh, come on, here, Simon Fraser, get your umbrellas. It's, <laughs> it's terrible. So, yeah, I do believe it is an outdoor instrument. It, it should be played in the outdoors, but you should also plan to play it in the outdoors. So, JD, you were talking about this entire event getting called off. As a result of bad weather, I have been there. I've been at pipe ban events that have been called off as a result. Even here in the UK and Northern Ireland, we've had some absolutely awful washouts. Now I'm talking. There uh, were roads closed. There were buildings being flooded. In some cases, even the local the police and army and for and what do you call them? The first aid people, I can't remember what you call them now, but they were all there, like the blue light brigade people were blue lights everywhere. There was fire and rescue, there was ambulance services, and everyone was out in the town rescuing people from, essential like flooding. And in the middle of it was a bunch of pipe band people playing tunes. It was really weird. So I could completely understand why some events get called off, because of... health and safety you know you do have to consider people travel to these events and you have to consider that they can travel home safe also if they're going to be at your event you don't want them to come to any injury or harm because of being there so they do have a responsibility to make sure that you're safe and well if you get a bit wet fine they can't stop that you know if you get soaked to the skin fine they can't stop that either But if you're going to be standing knee deep in water thinking how you're going to get your car out of the car park because it's under three feet of water, then that's different. You know what I mean? So, Dumbarton Championship is affectionately known as the Wet Championship. It is absolutely always a deluge at Dumbarton. I have been there once where I was able to eat an ice cream. (laughs) I was there once where I had an ice cream in Dumbarton and it was awesome. There was people walking about with welly boots and shorts on. It was an, an interesting weekend. Yeah, but Dumbarton is always notorious for bad, bad weather. And again, nobody has ever once suggested about bringing Dumbarton competition under a dome or bring it into an arena or something like that. Now, this has been suggested for the World Championships. It's been debated on previous podcasts of other... uh, Yeah, I think it was the Beer Tamp podcast. They talked about this years ago. Why not eliminate the variable and have it as a level playing field? Now, what they were talking about is when they never-ever Simon Fraser fly over here and they spend all these hundreds of thousands of dollars and they get lashed on by the Glasgow rain. That's not fair. And it isn't fair. I completely agree. But that same rain... ...fell on everybody else. That same rain fell on Bog Hall. ...it lashed it down on St Lawrence... ...and of course the Field Marshal were lashed on too. So, you know... ...it was an even playing field. Everyone got sucked in that terrible weather. It just happened to be... ...Simon Fraser were in the ring... As it happened. Now, I have seen it as well happen to Boghall. It has happened to Field Marshal as well. They have played in the rain going sideways. I do, I think I remember talking to one of the drummers in Field Marshal who said they couldn't see. The rain was hitting them that hard in the face that they couldn't open their eyes. <laughs> they just had to go on the sense of hearing to hear where they were in the parts and just hope and pray that they hit their brakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give the name of the tenor drummer... ...but you know who you are if you're listening. Uh, so, yeah, but having to play with your eyes closed... ...because the rain is hitting you so hard in the face... ...it happens to everyone. So, I guess... ...there is an argument that... ...you know, pipe band events should continue... ...through inclement weather. I definitely agree with that. That, you know, we should play through the worst of weathers... ...as well as the best. But, there is a health and safety aspect... Then let's flip it on its head, not just talk about rain, let's talk about the sun. Now, of course, the Las Vegas games were this past weekend... ...and those guys are in the middle of the blinking desert. Those guys are playing in some temperatures that, you know... ...even the best human being could crumple under the sun and drop like a bag of stones. So, that's a lot to take in whenever you're blowing pipes. It actually takes a lot of stamina... And even for snare drummers and drummers in general, too, it takes a lot of actual physical effort. You're out in that baking hot sun, you're wearing a heavy kilt and everything, you've your Glengarry and all. Uh, It could be real tough going. So, pipe bands, as a result, have had to learn how to play and survive in blistering heat. Even down under, as well. I've been talking to a lot of pipers, actually, from down under, who say that they have to play in like 10 to 15 minute bursts and then stop, get some shade then come back out again, play again. So they're dipping in and out of the shade all the time. You know, go in, cool off, don't blow your pipes, and then head back out again, maybe blow them up for one tune or two, and back into the shelter again. So that kind of sounds like us here. We're dipping in and out of the rain. (laughs) We're jumping in under trees to get shelter from the lashing rain, and then back out again, play them for five, ten minutes to make sure they're still working, and then back under the trees again. So... Yeah, it is. It's an unfortunate part of the game, but it is the game, as they say. Now, whether we should bring it to a big arena under a dome and eliminate that variable, it's been argued whether we should bring our world championships to a large indoor venue like a football stadium or something like that and eliminate the weather element. Now, I would not be a fan of this idea. I do believe that where we have our championships at the moment, big, wide, open spaces, that's where pipes and drums are designed to be played. If you bring it into an arena, then you have the variable of acoustics. You're playing it in a big, domed arena. There'll be echoes all over the place. Especially if you have more than one arena. Say you have grade 1 in one corner of the football pitch and in the other half of the football pitch you have grade 2. Two grades playing in the same ground at the one time, judges wouldn't be able to hear anything. Now I've been to some football matches and sporting events here in these big stadiums and the noise from the fans alone, you can't even hear your own thoughts. It's just deafening. Imagine if you fill that stadium full of pipe bands. What's that going to sound like? So honestly, if it was my opinion (laughs) who ruled the roost, I wouldn't think bringing pipe bands into an indoor arena like that for a big major championship. I don't think it would be a gore, To be honest. I really don't think it would work. Now I am willing to have my mind changed. Uh, but you guys can email me in your opinions. Do you think we should bring our major championships indoors. To eliminate that variable of the weather. Because... Having a kind of a climate-controlled building with controlled temperatures and everything that doesn't fluctuate, doesn't go up, doesn't go down. You don't get rained on. Or you don't get cooked in the sun. Just a real nice, even playing field for everyone weather-wise. Do you think we should do it? Bring it to a big indoor arena? If it was me, I've already set my stall out there. I really don't think it would work. But you guys could disagree, there you go, now's your chance. Email me, BigRabShow at gmail.com The weather thing is every bit a part of the pipe band game as is playing your instrument. You learn how to play your instrument, you learn how to do it well, and then you have to learn how to handle that sucker in all weathers. Now that includes drummers as well, not just talking about pipers here. Drummers have all sorts of variables they need to look after. They need to look after their drum to make sure it doesn't soak in all that rain, or if you're in the sun, you have to make sure that your drum is kept cool so your head just doesn't go pop, and there it goes. There's another drum head bust. As well as your sticks as well. Sticks are slippery little skitters, and especially in the rain, they just love to fly out of your hands. So as you're reaching up for that giant flam or whatever, and then that big roll, then... Away goes your drumstick, you're standing there in the middle of the arena with no stick in your hand and what do you do, you know? (laughs) Embarrassing. So, yeah, the weather, it's every bit a part of the pipe band game as learning to play your instrument, I would argue. So, JD, I have to say, mate, thank you so much for your voicemail this week. You really helped shape this week's episode. And it is a very interesting topic for debate, I'm sure. Now, if you have had experience of playing in some terrible weathers and have had some mishaps as a result, we would love to know your story. And we'll possibly talk about that on a future podcast. Show at gmail.com Now, yeah, I'm sure people have dropped sticks. They've had pipes that have been played in swimming pools all that sort of stuff yeah we'd love to hear your story so email us in If you would like to send us in a voicemail as well and possibly influence our next topic of the week, then you can. Just like JD did, just record us a very simple message uh, with your, yeah, just give us a shout out or what your question is or whatever. And we'll talk all about it here on the podcast. Like I said, we are the show for the bag, bag, piping folk. So if it hasn't got you guys involved, then we have no show. So mail us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. All right. Don't forget to use our exclusive discount code. If you're listening to this week's podcast, we are giving you 10% off at Rhythm Monster whenever you sign up for either an annual subscription or a monthly subscription. We're giving you 10% off whenever you first sign up. So use our exclusive code, Big Rab Monster and get 10% off. Not bad at all. Don't forget, check out our Patreon page as well. We've had quite a lot of extra stuff go up there on Patreon. Definitely worth that click of support if you haven't done already. And get your mitts on tons of extra stuff by It's Pure Lethal. Grand. this weekend is the ulster solos i want to wish everyone heading to the ulster solos this weekend the very best of luck we will be live streaming from the event of course over on our facebook page so tune into the big rab show on facebook and we will be live streaming as much as physically possible <laughs> as much as we possibly can from the ulsters this weekend and it'll be a very exciting event so good luck everyone have a good tune we will see you the other side of the Ulster Championships, rolling into the big Saint Lawrence Tool Concert on the twenty seventh of April. All sorts of stupidly excited for that. All right, that'll do that's it for another big rab show podcast thanks so much for clicking that download button and with each and every week we introduce more people to what we do which is just outstanding tell your mates about our wee show let them know about what we are doing here each and every week talking about the bagpiping world and if you haven't already click subscribe or that follow button so with each and every week regardless of where you're listening to this right now you'll get a little a little notification to let you know that another episode has been uploaded and you'll never miss an episode. All right, guys, that's it. I am out the door. Thanks for well, tuning in. That's and we'll it, see it you for another, another Big Rab Show, Rab Show podcast. podcast next week. Thanks so much all to next. our sponsors, G1 Reads, played by bands around the world, including our current champion of champions, in Vararian Districts. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com for all of your Big Rab Show merch and news, views, and chat throughout the week. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.